Hello, I'm Kyle Johnson, and this is What Are You Reading? A podcast devoted to books and the perspectives of their readers. Today's episode centers around a debut novel by Sochil Gonzalez, a writer whose Puerto Rican heritage helped inspire a book that has been described as a satire of consumer excess, an appraisal of business morality, and a study of family relations. It's a very recent title, as just a couple of months ago, today's guest saw the writer speak at a prominent event for book lovers. Please enjoy. My name is Ashley, and I am APM Reads on TikTok. I am a grant writer for a couple of community-based nonprofits in Western Maryland. And what are you reading, Ashley? I actually just finished last night, Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochal Gonzalez. Okay, great. So can you talk a little bit about where you heard about this book and what made you want to read it? Sure. I went to the National Book Festival in Washington, D.C., and I went to a panel that Social Gonzalez was sitting on, and that kind of sealed my fate for (laughs) wanting to read it because hearing her talk about the motivation for writing it and the fact that it was like political and humorous, Mm. I wanted to read about it. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit more about the plot? So what what is the book about? Sure. So this is a character-driven novel, which those tend to meander a little bit, but we follow Olga and her brother Pedro, or Prieto, who is a congressman for Brooklyn Sunset Park area. Olga is a wedding planner. Their mother is a revolutionary. She's based in Puerto Rico. And so we just kind of like follow them. They're in their 40s, kind of navigating their lives in Brooklyn in the roles that they're playing. And it deals heavily with both the positives and negatives, how family can be so easily triggering, but like at the end of the day, they can be the people who support you the most. It takes place right after Hurricane Maria comes through, Mm. which will be really interesting to kind of having read this, watch how it differs from Hurricane Ian, which just came through Florida. It was really interesting to read about the difference between Florida being a state, Puerto Rico being a territory, and kind of how those roles have affected natural disasters and relief. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Mm-hmm. If I could, I'd like to read a few lines from the beginning. Sure. And then talk about them. So just to give people a sense of the style, here are the first few lines of the book. The telltale sign that you're at the wedding of a rich person is the napkins. At the not rich person's wedding Should a waiter spill water or wine or a mixed drink of well liquor onto the napkin-covered lap of a guest, the beverage would beat up and roll off the cheap square of commercially laundered polylind fabric down the guest's legs, eventually pulling on the hideous, overly busy patterned carpet designed and chosen specifically to mask these such stains. At the rich person's wedding, however, the napkins are made of a European linen, fine enough for a Tom Wolf suit, hand-pressed into smooth order and trimmed with a gracious hemstitch border. So the reason that I think this is such a good hook is because that first sentence, the telltale sign that you are at the wedding of a rich person is the napkins, 
it almost sounds to me like a TikTok video in a way. <laughs> like <laughs> there's a hook at the beginning of just some like super random information that makes you want to learn more about this thing that you've probably never even thought about, which is yeah. napkins at an event. Again, exactly like you said, something that I would have never thought about that I'm like, oh, wait a second. I want to know more about this. And it keeps going too. I mean, she talks about all of the ways that the napkins can be like folded and shaped and the things that you can glean from just the kind of napkins and the kind of person who requires those types of napkins. It's fascinating in a way that I would have never thought. (laughs) What it also does is it sets up one of the major themes, I would think, for the book, which is the relationship between the rich and the poor, or as she says, the not rich. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know from you how that theme shows up in the rest of the book, kind of a conversation about class. She ties it pretty closely with identity at this wedding where she's talking about napkins. She overorders the napkins. And that's like a whole thing that they discuss later in the book in a way that she kind of gets back at these upper class people is she puts a bunch of things in her contract that's like fine print. That's like, if you don't meet these payment deadlines, then you'll get charged 1% interest. And to them, that doesn't really seem like a lot, but it adds up and it adds up. And so another way that she does that is she'll like over order things and then she'll keep the excess. (laughs) And Mm. so she does that for her cousin's wedding. And she knows that by bringing these super high quality napkins that her family will be like, oh my gosh, look at Olga being classy. And Mabel will be, (laughs) her cousin will be annoyed by that because she's like, oh my gosh, she's being the way that she is. And so Olga very much realizes and recognizes that what she does, she's doing for specifically rich white people. And they look at her as a certain way being a Puerto Rican from Brooklyn rather than, you know, like from the Upper East Side. And their mother, Olga's mother and Prieto's mother, writes letters to them throughout this time that she's absent from their lives. And they're pretty preachy, (laughs) like self-important letters where she'll like emphasize the fact that you need to be true to yourself as a Puerto Rican. And like Olga and Prieto both get into Ivy League schools. Their mom kind of looks at it as kind of like a betrayal of who they are because they're playing into the narrative of what success looks like for white America. I think at one point in the book, somebody that Olga has a romantic kind of like interest in, he's like, you know, for most people of color, Ivy League is the finish line. Like we work so hard to get to the Ivy League status, but for everybody else, for white kids who come from rich families, that's the setting off point because they have so many opportunities that open up for them after that. But for us, Mm. it's like, we're working so hard just to get there. And I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) that's a perspective I had never thought of before. Mm. I was reading that the title of the book is a reference to a poem. It's called Puerto Rican Obituary. Yes. It's available for free online. And also there is a recording of the poet reading the poem. Oh, that's amazing. One of the lines in the poem is... Olga died dreaming about real jewelry. Mm -hmm. Olga's mom in her letters does throughout the novel express concern that Olga going into her profession of being a wedding planner for 
the super rich is focusing more on money and identity of like fitting into a certain mold that's expected of people of color within a white person's world in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a conversation that Olga is having with um, her romantic interest later in the book. And she said, my mother worried that I would take after the Olga from Puerto Rican obituary, that Olga was ashamed of her identity and died dreaming of money and being anything other than herself. Hmm. The romantic interest, Mateo, he says, I mean, it's a tale for you to learn from. It's about not chasing the external ideal, not trying to fit someone else's vision for you and instead building with the community of people who simply accept you as you are. It's interesting how that poem is translated to to the people in this book. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, I mean, I wonder, are there any passages that spoke to you that I would assume are probably highlighted that you'd be willing to share? There's one in particular. So it's Olga as a wedding planner, occasionally as a high-end wedding planner, occasionally gets called on to what I would imagine is like the equivalent of like Good Morning America or like the Today Show to Mm -hmm. kind of give tips on (laughs) wedding etiquette or napkins, you know, or whatever. So post Hurricane Maria, the anchors kind of touch on the devastation that happened down there. And one of them says, you know, like, oh, how are you doing? Do you have family in Puerto Rico to Olga? And she kind of goes off on this big, I don't want to say rant, but like a speech about how bad things are. And so the co-anchor, Tony, she says, it sounds a bit conspiratorial now. And Olga goes, if it does, Tony, it's just because you aren't informed. It's not your fault. Our school's whitewashed history. So let me explain. Puerto Ricans are Americans, but they have no elected representation in Congress or the Senate. And because they also aren't a state, their governor has no authority to do things other governors can do, like call in the National Guard. Only the president can do that. Only the president can call in FEMA. 50% of the island didn't have power before Maria, but somehow the government didn't think to call the USS Comfort until this weekend. They knew before the storm that the island's infrastructure was fragile, that they would lose communications, yet they only sent two Black Hawk helicopters. My brother, a U.S. congressman, traveled with the governor of New York to Puerto Rico two days after Maria hit, and the federal government just sent someone on Monday. So she keeps going on and on about this, and uh, I think a lot can be said about the privilege that comes with remaining blissfully unaware or uninformed about particularly BIPOC struggles, and how when we do see the truth from the other side, right, it seems unreal or even unbelievable because that would never happen in white America. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of (laughs) what this book touches on and discusses on a deeper level is really the perspective of particularly Puerto Rican people because Olga and Prieto are Puerto Rican, but just the other side of of history in general. Now she's saying all that stuff in the book on the air, like on Good Morning America. (laughs) Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Then the aftermath of that is twofold. I mean, A, this is on the air. So her more conservative clients, how they react is very eye-opening because you have some of them calling and say like, look, I support what you're saying but I can't have you plan my wedding because of the guests that will be there. And it might just, you might just cause too much drama or like call too much attention to yourself, which is interesting. And then 
she talks about the perspective of her family members who are like, well, you told the truth. So like, what's wrong with that? And it's, (laughs) it is, yeah, it's comedic. Definitely. Hmm. Is there maybe another passage that, that spoke to you that you'd be willing to share? There's one in one of the letters from Olga and Prieto's mother, where she says at the very end of her letter to Prieto, she says, even people who were once your sales can become your anchors. And that is also, I would say, a major theme or like something that kind of carries throughout. Either the people in your life who you thought believed in you can be detrimental to you Mm. or vice versa. Like the people who you thought were maybe just going to be there. I mean, for Olga's case, there's one person that she just kind of thinks is going to be a hookup and he ends up playing a pretty significant role in her life. And the commentary on, on family is again, it's, it's funny, but it's also truthful and touching as well. Mm -hmm. It makes one reflect on their own life. I, I feel like for BIPOC stories specifically, Fiction is a really great introductory text to bigger topics Hmm. that can encourage people to do more research. So the whole thing with Puerto Rico and like Promesa, which I didn't know anything about before I read this, Promesa was the Puerto Rico Oversight Management and Economic Stability Act, which was a financial oversight board, and it provided a process for restructuring debt and expedited procedures for approving like critical infrastructure projects that helped with like the government debt crisis that Puerto Rico was going through. Hmm. Something I would have never (laughs) like, maybe I heard about it back in 2017 when this was happening, but I would have never thought anything else of it had I not read this. Fiction gives readers who maybe wouldn't have interacted with this content otherwise a doorway to learn more things you know yeah because that kind of an entry point it sounds like yeah i think it's a really good conversation piece it would be such a good book club book depending on who you have in your group because yes it's comedy yes it can be seen as lighthearted, maybe on a first read but there's also a lot of heart and a lot of meat to it Today's guest was Ashley, who's reading Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. If today's title interests you, please consider purchasing a copy from the bookshop.org link in the show notes. Buying from here supports local bookshops and this podcast. The music heard on What Are You Reading is from the album Wallflower by percussionist Julian Loida. If you liked what you heard today, please consider following and leaving the show a good rating and review as this helps us reach interested listeners. If you have extra feedback or an idea for a title or genre you'd like represented, you can contact me using the email address in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, happy reading.